Today, I want to talk about knowing where to look, knowing where to look. And I don't mean physically, where do you find women in general? Where do you look for them? Where do you meet them? Because that's mostly everywhere on the planet. What I mean here is where do you look at a person, at a single person to see the real them? We'll dive in, into this key concept right after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 89 of the Gentleman's Guide to Excellence podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Excellence, as well as my first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, both available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. So, knowing where to look. Let me give you a little bit of background. Back when I was in college, I didn't have any of this philosophy or the standards of conduct or the principles or the rules that I have now, the ones that I've shared with you in the books. And boy, was I badly in need of them. I was in my early 20s and I was, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, a little bit too wild and undisciplined. I didn't have a structured way of thinking. But I did learn a lesson or two along the way, here and there, every once in a while. Not in any kind of great useful clip, but I did learn a little bit. I was not sitting at zero. I was trying. And today I want to tell you about one of those lessons. I met a beautiful, gorgeous Brazilian woman while I was in college. I think she was maybe four or five or six years older than me, but she was hot. We were in the same degree program at the same school, and we had several overlapping classes. So we had uh, opportunities to interact, and we started talking. In fact, we made fast friends. She's a really good person, very affable, and does a whole bunch to like about her beyond her appearance. Now, I knew she was married. She was wearing a ring, and she'd made no, you know, uh, she wasn't trying to hide that. She had a child and everything. And instinctively, I wanted to respect that, but, you know, because I wasn't a complete, you know, like just wild animal. But we did flirt back and forth, uh, as young people do, 
And she could hold her own. She was no lightweight. She was very adept at it. She was very, very, very fun to talk to. Now, one, and this went on for uh, some months, I guess. And one day we arranged to meet somewhere in the college to work together, to study together legitimately. Legitimately, that was the plan. But out of the blue, while we were sitting there, she had brought some lunch so we could share that. She had made some food at home and brought it uh, so we could go and share that. And out of the blue, she told me to go buy her a soda, a drink from the vending machine. She provided the food and uh, she uh, she wanted me to go buy drinks, which would sound reasonable enough. But the way she said it, her tone was unusual. She ordered me nicely and not not, not in the normal way we spoke to each other, but like in the form of a question. And that got my attention because I f- could feel uh, instinctively that she was kind of testing me. And remember, we were been flirting back and forth and it was all playful and everything. But, you know, so, so I asked her, she asked for the, asked me to go, just like order me to go get, order me to go get her a drink. So I asked her if she wanted a 50 cent drink or the 85 cent one. This was a way a while back and the drinks are a little bit cheaper. Plus they were discounted for the students in there because we're all poor. So um, I asked her, which one does she want, the 50 cent drink or the 85 cent one? And she asked me, why did I ask? And I told her in like a stroke of brilliance or a mistake or something, I'm not sure which one. I told her because the 50 cent drink would cost her a hug, whereas the 85 cent drink would cost a hug and a kiss. Well, she sprung straight up. She stood bolt upright, just bounced up out of her chair. And I thought she was upset, but she wasn't. She says, oh, you want a kiss? And she kind of leaned in, just walked right into it. And from that point forward, our little college relationship took a jarring (laughs) another direction right there. And that new direction was all physical at the school, on school premises, in the school parking lot, at the apartment where I was living. She would call me to meet her at various public places all over the city, like parking lots and shopping malls. And I was saying yes to every single one of them because I was out of control and I and I uh, uh, wasn't thinking straight. Now, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I, I, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. The rules that I have in the book, in fact, one of the, the 10 rules that are, that are key to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book, specifically disallow, disallow you from approaching and trying to, you know, do anything with a uh, married woman or a woman that's already attached. You don't want to do that. You don't need that drama. There's no reason to do that. If you follow all the principles in the book, continuously improving every day and become better and better man and more and more confident every day and you're, you're expanding and always every day, you'll have no problem finding a woman eventually. It may not happen in the next hour or the next day or next week, but you will for sure. And you don't need to go messing around with married women or women that are otherwise attached, no matter how fun or appealing or how pretty she is, no matter how willing she is to go and mess with you, no matter how sexy she is, we have to have discipline. And I am telling you, because I'm being honest with you, I didn't have that in my college years, but I learned along the way. So that was a, a long winding background, background story, but here's my point. One day I told her, Hey, I don't know why you feel this way about me. You're so attractive. I knew I was very like average looking. There was nothing like gorgeous about me. And it was kind of like a big mismatch in terms of her appearance and mine. And I was attuned to that because I didn't know that, that at that time that didn't matter. Like I said, I didn't have all these rules and this whole system that I have uh, now that I've shared with you guys in the books. So I told her that. So I think said, not, you know, you're really you're so gorgeous. I don't know why you'd like pick me. And she immediately replied back. She looked me right in the eyes and said, you have to know where to look. You have to know where to look. 
And that, what she said, stuck with me ever since. And in fact, that uh, concept, that phrase found its way in a very tiny, small example in the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book. If you notice in part two, there's one little conversation that has that, that, has that slipped in there. Not exactly the story, but that, that general idea, because I think it's a really good lesson there. And that's, I think it's such a good lesson. That's why it's episode 89 of this podcast. I want to go and mention it. You have to know where to look. Now, let's get to the heart of the matter, the meat of it. In part one of The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book, my first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, one of the points that I make, like the process that I spell out, is, is calls for creating a, a compatibility criteria. And basically what that is, is you thoughtfully sit down and think through exactly what you need in a woman, like all kinds of different behaviors and attributes and stuff, that will make you happy, but you're not allowed very purposefully. You're not allowed to put anything about her appearance in the compatibility criteria, no matter how hard it is to not do it. You can't say she's got to be a certain height, blonde hair, blue eyed, have a certain figure, be a certain weight. Believe me, I know that you will screen on that, you know, that you have your preferences. I know I'm a guy, you're a guy. We, know, we I get it. Don't think I don't get it. But when it comes time to create the compatibility criteria, please listen to me. Please benefit from my experience. Don't put anything about her bra size, eye color, anything about anything about her physical appearance in the compatibility criteria. Because I'm telling you, in the long run, that stuff won't matter. It's not important enough to equate out to, to work out to long-term happiness and satisfaction for you for a relationship. It isn't. Because you can be with the most beautiful woman on earth and hate her fucking guts because of the way she treats you. Or you could be with a woman who's not the top 10 of 10s on the planet, but she will look better and better to you over time because she's great and she wants to be with you. And she wants to be in a family with you. And she wants to have children with you and all that good stuff for the rest of your life. That's way, way better. Now, let me be clear. And this has come up in other podcast episodes before, but I want to be clear with you. I'm not saying that you got to get some lady that you find unattractive. Again, you and I both know that you will screen on appearance. I know that you know that before you approach somebody, when you're looking at the online dating apps. You're, you're going to look at the profile pictures, dude, right? Just like, just like we all do. But I, again, I reiterate, you do not put anything about a lady's appearance in your compatibility criteria. Again, when you're with the right woman, she will look better and better to you over time. It's some kind of magical thing about them. So my point to you is this. When people know where to look, when they look at you, like we've been talking before about you looking at women, and uh, but when it's the other way around, when someone who knows where to look, looks at you, looks you in the eyes, make sure that what they see is the great man that you are. Make sure what they see is that rock solid, confident provider, that good to the very core person that you are. People say the eyes are the window to the soul. Be a good soul. Let that soul be visible to them. Let it reflect back to them when they look you in the eyes for the people who know where to look. Everything we talk about in the book supports being that man. So check it out if you haven't already and keep checking out these podcasts. We are all in this together. So that's all I have for you today. Let's get after it out there and I'll see you next week.